I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm Eric Wenzel, your host, as always. And in today's episode, we're joined by Dan Thiel. He was a fellow student of mine uh, at Northern Illinois University. We were both part of the Electronics Engineering Technology Program, or EET, for the acronym. And almost from day one, Dan has been one of the people who's been interested in podcasting and the things I create. And he listened prior to Feeding Curiosity, we had one called BroPod, and he listened to all those ones. And uh, he's listened to every single episode of Feeding Curiosity to date. And uh, it's been really cool to be able to share it. And then having him on is also fun for me because like all of these podcasts, we we all are starting a journey into something new, right? And Dan's story, I think, is even more interesting once I get to fill in the gaps here with this particular podcast. And um, aside from that, he's a entry-level engineer himself. So going forward, it's showing his story of how he navigates the world and what tools and tactics he has taken away so far in his, I believe, four to six months of being an engineer in the real, real world real at this point. So... It was a great podcast, and, you know, as always, there's going to be more than one of these down the road, and uh, I hope you all enjoy this conversation, because you can learn a lot from it, and, you know, you never know what you're going to learn in any of these conversations, and I feel like I learn a ton, and I'm just really uh, thankful that I get to be the person who shares this with everyone else. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Dan Thiel. We're back with another episode of Feeding Curiosity, and I'm joined by Dan Thiel. Hi. Long time coming. Yeah, uh, I think what? You asked me to be on this probably, probably bro podcast. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, like our first foray into podcasting. It was like, hey, dude, whenever you want to come on. Is that it? would be like two, two years ago? Almost two years ago now, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I know, it's so I'm, weird. I've kind of been, uh, I wouldn't say pushing it off, but busy. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were finishing up senior design, and you had a uh, new job yeah, and all the stuff. new job, then I moved, and it was, oh, it was crazy. Yeah, I but bet. Yeah, I'm glad to finally be here. That's awesome. So I guess, where do you want to start? So we could go as far back as you want. Like, do you want to talk about college or before that? Like, how did you get into engineering? Maybe it'd be a cool, cool start. Uh, well, like, actually... Or like a bio of who you are first, and then go back. Yeah, so I grew up in Downers Grove. Uh, I come from two parents who grew up kind of... I guess having nothing. My dad grew up with ten siblings, and my mom grew up on the south side. Oh wow! Both worked their way really hard to get to where they are today. Uh, my dad's story is actually probably 
interesting in the fact that, uh, like I said, he came from ten siblings. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, Walker hitchhike to high school. Then we went to Loyola Academy, so that's not cheap either. Wow. So then he was able to go there and get money, and then working his way through high school, he was able to get a full ride to Loyola University. So that's how he afforded college. Wow. And then my mom that's so... worked, and worked and paid her way through DePaul, and both are computer science majors. Both of them are both in the computer... Wow. wow. That is I, insane. I come from a te- technology household, <laughs> and they kind of... I guess that's where my mentality of like hard work. I guess. Oh yeah, from. I mean that totally makes sense because when when I first like saw all you guys, so kind of going back to my foray in NIU as a transfer student. Yeah. Like I came in and you guys all knew each other, right? right, right. I remember the first class <laughs> where I sat right. at the end of the table and you guys were like, "Well, why?" It was like yeah, no, fresh I... meat. <laughs> Oh, I... And, uh, like, you guys all knew each other, but, like, immediately you kind of stuck out as, like, the unofficial leader of the group, you know? Like... I mean, I... And that's... It's funny, because you you met me as that, but that's not what I was. <laughs> when I when I started, I guess, high school, you can ask anybody that knew me, I was super lazy. Really? I didn't... Oh, no, I did not work hard whatsoever. Um, and then it was actually funny, because I went into college, and I carried this mentality, because... Uh, I guess it was. I mean, in high school, it's if I w- I never struggled to get like I was yeah. the bare minimum to get what I thought was. I was the doing. I was the same way. Yeah, and you, you like when you go to college, you're like, oh, okay, so if high school was pretty easy, I can do like. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like oh, I can do engineering. And then, <laughs> uh, and then when I got there, I like my first semester, I did terrible. Really? I in, I ended with like a two nine. Wow. Okay. Second semester, yeah. don't know, I almost lost my scholarship. So mostly C's, basically. Yeah, I. Got a D in the class, you know, is Tech two sixty five. Whoa! Yeah, that was the oh, that one. That class killed me. Really? Everybody seems to get A's. That was the one class that. Wow. So. What class was that? Just so people understand it. Um, was it manufacturing. Uh, oh, that was yeah. That was the one you retook with me. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was, that was all book learning though. So I could see why that class could just be totally non connection. Like it's totally outside right. electrical background. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Was completely different than what I guess I've learned. And, yeah. Um, so and that's what happened is I met my now fiance that's that second semester as well. So I was distracted by, you know, hanging out. Right. Yeah. You're spending more time doing other things, basically. But, and that was just like a culture shock. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's not the proper word. But you know what I mean? Like, no, it I, is. I, I, I get a D and I was like, my whole life I've been getting, I guess, A's or B's. Right. Or, without or trying. Yeah, without, without trying. Like, and you can ask my parents and they knew that. Yeah. I, I did the bare minimum. And as soon as I got this D, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So then that flipped the switch. And that's when you <laughs> met me. Because that's I, funny. Yeah. And I motivation because uh, when I met my girlfriend at the time, I kind of knew after like two months, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be serious. So nice. I like, so I wanted to work harder. Oh, okay. So she was kind of my motivation. That's cool. To get my stuff together. Yeah. And she, and she was always the one there that was like pushing me there. Like, she was like, why are you getting low grades on this? Like, Because she like, knew? Like, yeah, <laughs> she knew. Because she, she, she's a hard worker herself. Yeah. And I think, actually, one of the points I was thinking about you asked um, was, I guess, a question that you proposed to me before was what like separates you and I think what people haven't talked about yet on this podcast is kind of the people around them right so I think like that is kind of what separates you because I I have this mentality and it's funny because my mom always told me uh, if you hang around like garbage yeah you start to smell like garbage yeah exactly <laughs> you never like as a kid you're like what mom what are you talking about right like this person's fine or this person's fine but 
what I started to realize is in high school, I had like a variety of different friend groups, and obviously some were lazier than others. Right. Yeah. It's just natural. It's high school. And then as college kind of came along, I started realizing in the beginning semester, I started to like hang around with some lazier people. Yeah. And then as soon as I kind of got this D, I was like, all right, I got to stop you know, yeah. going out. I got to stop hanging out all the time. I got to start working. Right. And I think my family setting is all hard workers. You can have all my siblings <laughs> are the same. And I think what I've done is slowly, like, this is all subconsciously, right? Right, yeah. You, you don't, like, realize it, but you slowly start pulling people that have this hard work mentality right. towards you. Well, it's the uh, the idea of you're, you're the average of the five people you associate with most, right? right? And right. I, I think that totally makes sense. And I think part of it, too, is a podcast, is you can associate with people via podcasts right. and see them as mentors or at least frameworks to build off of because you put so much of yourself out right. there, it, you know? <laughs> and that's, like... It's crazy because, like, I like you do the same exact thing. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Because I, you've had multiple of your friends on here. Yeah, I mean, you you hear them. <laughs> every single one of them is either successful or worked their butt off. Yeah, to where they're at. They, sure, they're maybe not book smart in the way you expect them to be, or whatever. But like, yeah, but they have the mentality that right. uh, I'm going to put my best foot forward. Yeah, and that I think is missed was missed a lot for me before. Like I said, I got that D, and then kind of like yeah. this realization that like uh, the world doesn't care if you're going to fail. You yeah. Go out and make it like what no. you want. I mean, I, I had a very similar experience kind of going in, I mean, a little bit different because I worked first, but like going into college, I was like, all of a sudden, it's just like a flip had switched. Like, it's yeah, like a switch. Flip, flip. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden it was just like, holy cow, you can do this. Like, right. you've already worked. Like, school isn't nothing. Like, right. like, well, it, like it matters. It wasn't daunting as much as it was, and like the way teachers taught it, it felt like, you know, I could... Like, there was just something about it, like, the teachers I had there were, like, it gave me the okay, like, you are this, like, you right. could be this, you know, like, they saw something in you kind of thing that, like, mattered, and, like, they, yeah. they, they like, it didn't, like, overtly, like, help you in any way, like, they didn't make it right. easier for me, but they, like, saw, like, the interest, and they're like, okay, you can do it, like. <laughs> well, I think, I think the difference between high school and college is high school, they have so many different students, so they mm-hmm. can't really focus, but when we got to our program, our program is a smaller one. So the teachers kind of focused more in on us. Right. Saw that each one of us had some something to give, you know, something to kind of like build off of. Yeah, I, th- I think too is because we were all in the same. Like it's such a small group. I would say like there's what a core group of twelve of us yes. at the at the height of it, right? Yes. And so we were seeing like the same probably three to four teachers all in time. a given day, right? right? Right. And so they get this. They had they they could see us and they know who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And they know how hard certain people are trying or whatever. So they, it's a really yeah. unique view of it, right? Because when you think college, you think giant lecture halls, 30, right. 300 right. students, whatever. Like, really, like, you're just another number or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I've definitely had those classes, you know, with, like, the lecture hall Country, stuff. Yeah, like, like that, that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, kind of. But, like... You know, you get that experience, but, like, when you then go to your, like, specific classes and you're dealing with, like, the same four teachers all the time, you get mm-hmm. you get this extra level of, like, nuance to it, right, that right. is different. And it's valuable in some to some degree, but I, I just wish there was more, like, lab time at right. NIU. Like, that's the one thing I would, I kind of just... And I, and I think the reason there isn't is because there, obviously, there's so many rooms. Yeah, I know. There's so many rooms, and they're trying to kind of stretch I know. the time that they have. They don't have, they don't, it's just not logistically possible, because yeah. there's not, there's no grad students for our particular department. Right. Like, if they had grad students in the lab room, they would probably do it if they could, but right. just not realistic for them to do it. And it, it's, it's unfortunate, to say the least, because, like... You know, that was one of the cool things, like, I got to bring in, like, from my... Because I work at the lab already, right? right? I'm able to, like, tell you guys, like, hey, this is what it's really like 
in like a lab already, yeah. right? Yeah, right. This is how real life. Is. You know, and because like that's such a weird. I mean, not. I, this is probably cool. I wonder. I wonder what your take on it. But like going from classroom engineering, right, right. to working engineering is really different. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, I, I guess it's kind of when I got to Navistar is when you and that was like before my senior year and when you go into senior year yeah because you did it as an internship right first yeah i interned my junior year at navistar and then um so when i went back to school and you kind of have this whole summer of engineering what real life Mm -hmm. kind of is you you start to like look at the classes and kind of be like uh do we need this (laughs) or why why are we learning such outdated stuff right and i guess that, that that was the difference between I guess me and some of you guys. I mean, you guys put like this all this work in at your job. And, yeah. Like, I thought that was impressive, and that was like once again, and the, the people around me, like you, that are working and going to school, made me like, okay, well, I'm only going to school, so why aren't I giving that much extra? Right. Yeah. Why aren't I pushing this much more? <laughs> but you guys already had the experience, and I know uh, D. Martin. Like, yeah, I mean, I think maybe you told me both. You're like, that you're not going to use this. Yeah, like, this we definitely cool. had those conversations many times. And like, in I, different areas too. I, I guess when you first hear it, you're kind of like, and I, I mean, I you don't believe it. it. Yeah, like, you're like, I'm paying all this money. They got to be teaching me something, right? Right. And then you go to, go to the real world, and you're like, uh, no, they were right. Yeah. Like, I mean, every every company has their own way of doing something. Yeah. And I think what engineering school is it's kind of like law school almost in the sense of they teach you how to do it. Yeah. That they're not going to teach you the exact way that's going to be done, but they teach you this this thinking. Yeah, that exa- that's exactly what I that's exactly what I say to everybody now. It's like as a, like I don't care about what type of engineering you do; it's all about what types of problems you're solving, right? Because right. like, I'm assuming you've gotten this before, where you talk to someone who's not an engineering major, and they're like, "Oh my god, you must be smart at math or whatever," right? And they're like, immediately they just disconnect because they're like, "Oh, you're an engineering, you're a nerd," right? Right, right. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, like I'm like you're selling yourself short because." It's not about that I'm an engineering student. It's it's the only reason I'm an engineering student is because I'm dealing with a very specific like worldview right. in problem solving. And yeah, if yeah. you spend as much time as we've done it, like looking at these problems, maybe like there's some specific circuit stuff that they yeah. wouldn't understand right away. But like in general, it's just a problem solving framework. Right. You know? No, yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny because actually I was explaining to um, we had somebody that wasn't an engineering background. Mm-hmm. that came and I was talking to him and I was like telling him about like engineering and I was like well this theory that I've kind of like like made throughout like my whole schooling and everything is like we're kind of like repairmen yeah a little bit think about it but we use different tools yeah so we have the math as one of our tools we have obviously kind of the background physics and then we also have like this strategy to do it so I mean the difference is we're using more not hands-on. It's more science. Yeah, more science and less hmm. physical, like, hammers and screwdrivers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of like... Because you're right. They think of it as, like, this ultra-higher power of... Right. They like, think, you, oh, you're good at doing all these yes. things. Like, I know a lot of engineers who are not really that good at certain things. <laughs> and it's just like... It's just, you know... And I think it's part of the person, too. Because, like, right. you can say you're an engineer, but it's, like, different levels of it, right? right. I've met a lot of engineers at this point now where I'm, like, because I work at a lab where I can get, meet a lot of different people mm-hmm. that come in as customers. And there's lay, there's there's levels to these things, right? right? And there's certain people you're, like, okay, this guy really knows what he's doing. And, like, right, right. you know, I, I think, too, like, just when you – I think a lot of people get worried about just looking at school, right, 
they get so wrapped up and like this is what I'm learning, right? And they right. dive so deep and this is what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. They don't leave any room for themselves to grow outside of school, right? Because like, because right. when I think about school, right, it's four years of your life, right? So say you go in right after high school, that's four years of your life, and then people are like, all right, I'm done, school's over, learning is over. I've learned everything I need to know. Right. right? No, it's, it's a good point you bring up because um, we had a new guy come in who's actually newer than I am because I've mm-hmm. been here, I guess, or at Navistar for five months. Okay. And he asked, well, like, what, what is, like, one thing I can learn or whatever? And I was like, and I literally told him, and I told actually two other uh, intern interviews mm-hmm. that I was talking or looked at, or people that were applying Go, going to, their, to be interns yeah well not even at my company that they were going to interviews oh okay interns and i said one of the things that you can stress the importance of is that you can be like a sponge and like absolutely i, I tell everybody that <laughs> i like they asked how's your job and i was like oh yeah it's good uh, and they were like oh you're learning a lot and i said yeah i'm literally a sponge i was i do stuff even if it's not necessarily required i would like <laughs> the, the other days i was helping a uh, hardware engineer I, I i don't do that yeah but i was helping um fix like one of the problems he had with one of our sensors or that's awesome the injectors <laughs> or whatever and like that is not part of my job description right. but i was like you know what i have free time he he was like he asked if i could help him a little bit so i was, I was like all right yeah i'll go down and then i just stayed the whole time and i learned why not <laughs> and that's what i was trying to say i was like i mean you can do some of the like the weirdest things and it might not be under your job description but you're learning yeah, yeah. i mean you, it doesn't hurt you in any it, way it comes back to this key concept that once once you graduate, you're not done, Lauren. No. You're never done. <laughs> and I think my, my boss did his little uh, spiel or whatever, and he like was jokingly put at the, uh, one of his quotes, or at the end of the quote one time was, um, if you don't learn one day, then it's a failure of a day. Yeah. I, I would. That's a great quote. It, like, you know, he said it as like a joke, but I was like, well, I like completely agree. Like, what, what do you, what have you done right. all day then if you haven't learned anything? Yeah, if you're not learning anything new, like then, like that's a part of like just our core group of people. I think is like right. me and my friends. Like we always like have these con- conversations. Like stagnation is death. Right. Right? right, you know, and like, and then because like we were talking, like I had a podcast that's not out with my buddy, or it'll be out by the time this is yeah. aired. But like, we were talking about how like people get complacent in their jobs, right? Like we we're talking about people who get stuck in like you know retail jobs or serving jobs mm-hmm. or whatever, and they wind up hating their job, right? right. It's soul sucking. And what we what we were kind of like just hypothesizing about it basically is like, um, basically the. It's the job is lost its flavor for new, right? Like, when you first get a job, you're, like, in it, right? You're, like, this is awesome. Like, I'm learning so much new stuff. Like, every day you go there, you're, like, what am I going to do today? Like, right? right. right? But then after you're there for, like, a year, six months, whatever, the new fades, right? And you're stuck Mm -hmm. in this, like, routine, right? You get a routine going, and you're just, like, oh, it's a slog. And you're, like, I got to wake up and go to work today, you know? And so, like, if you can find a, a way to keep the new, and it doesn't have to be in your job, right? right? Like, if you could go to, like, the gym and be like, hey, I'm going to try a new workout today. Or, like, I'm going to try right. a new lift. Or, or hey, I'm going to read a new book or listen to a new podcast. Like, just try to keep, the like, learning something that you're interested in. And it doesn't have to be your job, right? I think a lot of people, too, is they say, like, how do you, like, are, is it your passion, right? You know, right. you see those people who are, like, in that one thing. They're like, I want to be X. And that's all right. they ever want to be. And that's fine. But I think a lot of people don't see themselves as a person who can just have this big o- overall encompassing meaning thing mm-hmm. from, like, their job, right? I think I think the 30-year the career thing is, is not a way of the past, at least for our generation. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I read an article the other day that most, most of our generations will be working 
they'll be rotating jobs every five years. Yeah, I, I, read, I read something similar to that, too. That's what the average is supposed to be. And I think that's important, too. Because, like, one of the things I always... I've listened to so many podcasts, like, startup people, like, mm-hmm. companies or people who right. started co- um, companies like that, and they talk about what it's like to start a company, right? And mm-hmm. one of those things is, is like, I'd rather hire someone who's, like, really motivated to do, to do the job, right? To help them because they're, like, you know, a star in whatever thing they need them to do in the company now. Right. But in the forefront, they say, okay, what else are you interested in? Would you like? What would you like to do with your life? In four years from now, right? And so what they would do is basically he's like, all right, you work for me for four years, but I'm going to help you get started. You know, because instead of having that one person who's slightly motivated for a really long period of time, you get someone who's bought all in and you help that person succeed in the future. Right. I mean, that's just... That's a good philosophy. It's a huge, like, win-win for both people because you get amazing caliber of work. And you get a person who just gets a jumping off platform because they learn so many more things, like you're just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, how many things does that guy do that has no actual, like, like noticeable like a- application to what he would be doing in the future, but then will then pay dividends forward? Because I think it was one of the things I've always, like, learned along the way is, like, there's so much you learn and pick up from doing things that you don't realize that are actually going to help you in the future. Right. Until it's like, oh, wait, I'm actually applying, like, customer service stuff that I learned at Walmart. And you're like, oh, shit. Well, I remember this one time I was helping my dad with something right. Right, like, yeah. This is something that doesn't seem, like, seems so inconsequential. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I do know how to do something now. Like, it's it's so weird to me. And, like, I used to actually have a conversation with my brother before he started recording about just, like, he's a designer, like, a, a photographer, graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about people at Columbia and stuff and how they don't put work in to, like, learning how to do design. Right. Like, they don't sketch or they don't do things like that. And I'm like, that's so weird to me. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Because it's, like, part of the process, right? I mean, I'm assuming you're, you're like, really process-oriented. Like, yes. Un- like, laying things out or... Yes. I... <laughs> it's a fault, I think. Really? Yeah. Like, analysis? I... Yes. I, I think... <laughs> what was it? What would have I just recently... Well, before I got my, my fiancé bought me for graduation the TV. And before that, I did extensive research. <laughs> to what TV you wanted? Yes. <laughs> What the latest features are, what the best deal was, waiting for the proper TV, stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I do that with everything. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a process that you need to follow. Yeah. Um, I guess, every, like, this is another, like, just little thing. Just every, every day before I go to bed, I lay out the clothes I want. I make sure my coffee, yeah. like, I got the grounds all put yeah. in a little K-cup thing. It's all ready to go. I got my <laughs> lunch packed. Because that's like, I don't want that to screw, that's awesome. up, screw up my morning, but yeah. it's just wrap. No, I think those routines are really important, right? So, like, one of the ones is that, I don't know if you've listened to his podcast, but Jocko Willink, he's a ex-Navy SEAL commander. He now has a company that's a business management, like, development. Like, right. he does motivational speaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, one of his things is, he, he's, like, he's like, if you want to, like, succeed in the morning, you know what you do? You lay out your gym clothes in the morning, right? So, right. You, it's right there next to your shit, so you can't forget it, right? That's, you know? I, used to, I did that. Too. You know? Like, you do those things. You do little things to, like, hardwire your routine, mm-hmm. and, and then that, like, sets you up for the rest of your day. Right. You know? Well, that's the thing is when, when I do that, I, I can relax and say, okay, well, when I wake up, I'll be ready to go. Like, it's more fluid. So that it's not- yeah. I mean, it's like a boot sequence, right? If you think right. of, like, a computer or so, any sort of system, like, yeah. like, going back to the engineering analogy, right? Yeah. Like, you, you got to, th- sometimes you got to think about it the same way for your body, right? Like, mm. you, you shouldn't be, like, waking up first thing and looking at emails. Right. Right? Because that's just putting, putting garbage into the system first thing to, like... 
just slow down the boot yeah. sequence. Yeah, I agree. And I think the important thing is to like understand that you need like a balance. Yeah. Think, to be oh, absolutely. Of this routine, but you also, like you said, you need to kind of push your comfort zone. Yeah. For some things, and I think. I think that's what's lost when you're at a job for, say, 30 years. or Right. When you, you just kind of, it's the same thing. Yeah. And, and one of the things I love about my job, actually, the reason I'm super happy is because, like I said, I, I learned. Mm-hmm. I learned so that's much awesome. every day. And one of the things I've learned is a truck's pretty, it reminds me of a brain. There is so much going on, <laughs> and you can't begin to wrap yeah. your head around it. Cause, uh one of my bosses has been there for thirty years. And mm-hmm. he's, he's still learning, and I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> I was like, that, "That's one of the one of the things that I love." Right. That you're never gonna. Well, that's the two. Like, kind of going back to the school stuff is like technology is moving so quickly at this point mm-hmm. that like you can go online and you can learn how to do coding. You can go online and learn how to do a lot of the things we've learned mm-hmm. to almost a better degree because. The instructors have to keep up with the technology, right? Right. But there's literally no way they can really keep up with it unless this is their, like, passion, too. Right. Where, they're, where they have to do all the grading, but then on, like, their summer breaks or whatever, they're, like, learning the new thing to be right. able to I, articulate yeah. it to a classroom. Like, that's insane, right? Like, you have to, like, leverage internet at this point to be any way caught up with technology. And I think that's why some of our teaching is kind of... It feels outdated. It feels outdated yeah. because things are moving. And I think we talked about in class once uh, how fast, like how we, st- like we're at the beginning of like how fast technology is moving. Right, yeah. When we were born is when that started. Yeah, I know. Before that, it was I always think about that. It's crazy to me. <laughs> like, and we don't think anything twice of it. No. Like, you're, I mean, you and I have kind of just learned to expect that there's going to be another iPhone. Yeah. Sort of like, there'll be a better computer in, like, Mm -hmm. four years. And you just don't realize how, like, incredible that is. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you think about it, right? So we had a class when I was at Harper that basically looked at how, like, the birth of electrical, like, electronics Mm -hmm. was in the early 1900s, you know, with the incandescent light bulb and stuff like that. Like, this is, like, post-telegraph, but, like, right when the streets were getting powered with, like, electric lighting for the first time. That was in, like, 1908, 1910-ish. Yeah. When that was all first being implemented. That is not a long time ago. Like, not really. Not in the no, grand scheme not, of things. No, no, not in the grand scheme of things. No, that's not long ago. Like, at all. that's 120 years, roughly, like, of electrical advancement that now has given us the internet. Like, literally before that, we had horses and we had, like, candlelight. Right. Like, that's just to think of how much the world has changed in, a, in the last hundred years to me is just crazy. Like, part of that thing is, like, it's crazy that we can have this microphone that's literally digitizing our voice, turning it into electrical signals, and then is showing up on a computer screen. You know, and then that gets shuttled all over the world that anybody, like, can listen to it. Like, I was looking at, like, demographics of, like, who's clicked on my website. Yeah. I've had someone from India, Morocco. Wow. Yeah, like, just, like, one person here and there. But but I'm just like, holy crap, like, this thing is global, or at least it could be global. Like, I mean, the grand... The vast majority of people are from the United States, but I mean, still, like, that's it's so weird, right? Like, oh, you couldn't even imagine that, like, fifteen years ago, right? Like to have instantaneous communication to anywhere on the planet, you know, time difference. Like, I deal with customers, like we're dealing with customers in like Malaysia or Taiwan or whatever, like, and we have to wait like sixteen hours to to make sure because they're asleep when we're like emailing them at work. Like, it's so weird to like just think about how. Communication. Yeah, just just like the fluidity and just how all this technology works, right? Because like back then, like when you think about the technology advancement, right? Mm -hmm. To to for for those people to understand lighting 
they literally thought it was magic. Right? Yeah. You're... They literally thought it was magic, right? And that's our joke, right? You let the smoke out, it doesn't work anymore? Well, <laughs> when we break something in the lab? <laughs> and I, I think of, like, I, I guess I can compare this to my senior design, just image processing. How people oh like, my God. Like, still don't understand. And, like, how there would be people where I'd describe... Because we were, for senior design, we presented in, um, what is that called? It's like the winter... It's like science workshop or whatever. We came with a poster. It was in the engineering there. building, right? No, it was in the Duke Ellington Ball. Right? Oh, whoa. We, we had to go, we had to do that one. Dang. I can't even think of what it was called. It was like, it was for artists as well. Yeah. But we, you'd have people that like, I guess, aren't necessarily in Engineer. engineering. Yeah, engineering. Yeah. So they would like look at me and they would read my poster and they'd be, I would try to like begin to explain how you can take images and I'd be able to control a wheelchair with just my eye. Yeah. And it didn't connect. It, that sounded like magic to them. Yeah. It was, it was, it literally, I had a lady tell me, she goes, that sounds like magic. And that's, that's awesome. It's funny that you just said that. So yeah, go ahead and explain your senior design project. Cause I thought your project was really cool. And I've tried to describe it before in the podcast when I was talking to my buddy, Joe, but yeah, I, remember yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I want you to describe it. Cause it's one of the cooler ones I thought, cause I, I'm really into like robotics and, um, basically like combating disability. Right. In any way, like I just find this to be fascinating. So, so our project was kind of two projects in one. Yeah, you had a we- you had a weird one. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, Doctor Azad. <laughs> um, and what it was is we had we, it, it was all based around helping people with disabilities. So we had two separate things. One of which was the eye tracking wheelchair, and the other was a RC car that would pick up objects for people in the wheelchair. So I'll start with the one I know less about, I guess, because I didn't work on it. Yeah, you could just give a cursory. So there's this thing called Leap Motion, and what it does is it reads your hand movements and hand gestures. And what we were able to do is we were able to kind of hook up a Raspberry Pi or Mm -hmm. mini computer to the RC car. And using our hands, you were able to control a claw that we attached to the RC car and the RC car itself. Did you have, like, a wrist-mounted device that tracked it? Well, it it was... Realistically, where we I think we had to do a design was we would mount it on the side of the wheelchair. Yeah. So like you know how they'd have like people that can't roll. Right. Would use a joystick. Yeah. So on the other hand, they would have control of this RC. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. And what it would do is, oh wait, no, we had a two-hand one. Well, you flipped. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, what the left hand would control, say, the movement of the car, and the right hand would control the claw. Ah, uh, okay. And, and it can differentiate because it literally maps your hand in the software. Oh, that's cool. So like, <laughs> you would raise your right hand, and the claw would immediately like activate, or you'd raise Dang. your left hand, and the car would be ready to go forward. Uh, so Teresa, who worked on it, did a great job, and it, pretty much the premise of it was, so if someone's in a wheelchair and, say, like the remote falls... I mean, I guess you got the manual thing, but what if the remote was, like, way over there? Yeah, like, like it, it bounced needed, and rolled or something? Yeah, or they needed something from the bottom shelf. They could use this RC car instead yeah. of using it because it's... Well, if you can't, like, bend over and use the grabber, like, you, you're kind of... You're dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. This you literally only have to move two hands. That's awesome. So it's... And that's what kind of premise was to help someone who has disability. And then we can go into what more I worked on, and that was the eye-tracking wheelchair. So what it did is, I, and pretty much it just took a picture of your face, it calculated where your eye was, and then based on the change of position, mm-hmm. so for example, if you looked up, it would move your wheelchair forward. That's and, so cool. And then, <laughs> so like, I think one of the most important questions that I got when we first started was, so when you're talking to people, your wheelchair is just going to be moving around. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Then we we went in and we implemented a blink system. So so if you blink within, with under five seconds twice, 
That would in- engage the... That would engage the, like, movement. And then if you would hold the blink for, like, 10 seconds is what I put it at, I think, that would allow you to move backwards. Oh. Because instead of, like, accidentally looking down to make sure that the cameras or something, well, yeah. movement's enabled, we, we wanted to make sure that you clearly wanted to go backwards. That's awesome. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, back up down a stairway or something. Yeah, I guess you know, there's obviously issues wrong with that. Like, 10 seconds, say you're stuck in the middle of traffic and you have to hold your eyes closed for 10 seconds right. to go backwards. Yeah. There, there's still little stuff like I mean, that. but there's still proof of concept. Right, and it's a proof of concept, and... Uh, Believe it or not, I initially wanted to go into electrical engineering because I like wanted to make a difference. Right. I mean, it, I think a lot of people, people do that. <laughs> the idea that engineering is taking something that doesn't exist or in creating it or taking something that does exist and making it better. Yeah. To just overall improve humanity is kind of what drew me to it. Right. Me and you were coming from the same direction, man. <laughs> well, yeah, it, was, it, it was as much as I hated how much, like, I guess... Dr. Assad would push me. Right. I, I did benefit a lot. I mean, you need someone like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah and, and I think the problem that we had was he he's a little... His work mentality is more kind of like Wyatt. And if you've listened to Wyatt's podcast, you know, <laughs> he's all go all the time. Yeah. He will get it done like when he... Like, he will work through the night to get right. it done. My mentality is more of I'm going to work and push myself, but there's going to be a point where I'm going to say... At this point right now, I'm going to be affecting what I do tomorrow. Right, yeah. So I'm going to, like, I'm cutting it off. And I mean, I think that's where we disconnected because I'd wake up early and I'd work, but he wouldn't get into work till like 10 right, or yeah. whatever. So he'd want to work later. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, I got to eat and I got to, like, wind down. Right. So, you're like, I've been here since 6 a.m. He yeah. He's not realizing that you're starting earlier to do yeah. these things. And I, I agree with that on, on, on multiple levels because, like, you know, I'm the kind of person who is once I commit to something, I, I do the same thing where it's like I, I commit and then if I have like all these commitments that I'm balancing right. and I still want to do stuff, like, you know, I'd be hanging out with people, whatever, like I'd come home. This is a couple months ago. Like I would come home and I'm like, damn, I already like spent all this time out doing things, whatever. But now I'm home. I got a couple hours. Like it's like nine, ten o'clock at night. All right. I got a couple hours before I need to be to bed to go to sleep. So I work at other stuff. But, like, you know, not realizing this is cutting into tomorrow's productivity, right? right? Because I go to sleep midnight, right? But then I'm up mm-hmm. at, like, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. I really didn't get a lot of sleep. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mentality is not good in the sense where you need to be able to back off sometimes. Like, to use a workout example is, like, right. the people who are really regimenting their workouts, right? They go to the gym, you know, every every day of the week, whatever that mm-hmm. they do. But then they, like, don't listen to their body. Like, oh, I'm a little sore today. Like, things feel off, right? right, right. You're, burning, you're burning the candle at both ends because you got to realize that you have to balance the metrics, right? You have to realize and back up and like, okay, if I push myself today, is that really going to help me to tomorrow, right? right? Because you're because like you can study your brains off and like do you do all the productive things you can do, mm-hmm. but you have to realize that you have a limit, and it's right. better for you to have be well rested because you're gonna you have a diminishing returns basically on how effective right. you're being. Like you can like have this problem and struggle with it all day, and not see a way out of it, but like you need to give yourself that rest period to be able to come back at it with a fresh start. And I I don't know, maybe this is just egotistical, I guess I would say, but Mm -hmm. as an engineer, I mean, we're not, we're not athletes. So our, our body literally is our mind. Yeah. So like when we go to work, it's not just mindless typing. No, we need it. So the way I view like my mental health, I guess would say, or my rest or how like, well, I'm going to feel is kind of in the same sense of, I want to be the healthiest I can be. No, I mean, that totally makes sense. <laughs> I, I, all the time, I feel like an old man because I'm, like, in bed by, like, 9.30. 
<laughs> but I'm waking up at like 5:30 to go to work. Right. Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense because you got what, like a 40 minute drive. If I'm if I know where. 25. Oh, okay. Express, it's straight expressway. Okay. So, yeah, because I know I drive past Navistar on the way to NAU, so mm-hmm. I see their big dish on the front of the campus and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's, it's not too bad. It's okay. Not bad, yeah, it's not it's not as far as I would have expected. Yeah, I'm normally at my desk at like six thirty. Oh, okay, that's not bad. But yeah, like for me, it's it's always like it's weird too. Is like I'll go to the gym and like like it's like on weekend days when I have to work or whatever. I'll I'll, I'll like leave at noon and then I'll go to the gym and use that as my like lunch break because like I feel like having that break in the middle of the day to. To be at the gym, it's like a reset button for my brain, because like you're out, because you get out of like we're so, as like doing these like mental problems a lot of times. Mm-hmm. If you just sit there and you're like you know dealing like just thinking about it in your head like how do I fix this? How do I do that? How do I do this? Yeah. It burns you out in a different way. So then if you get into your body by like doing a workout, it's a total like it's a really good reset for yourself. Right. Like, and that's why I think I value working out as much as I do. And, like using it as like a system interrupt in some ways, right. <laughs> and and I guess that compares to when in uh, college. I know everybody would like always be like, "Oh, Dan, after class you're gonna go play video games." <laughs> I always be like, "Yeah, of course, like that's what I'm gonna do." I, I, I go to the gym and then go play video games. Right? Yeah, it's just funny because. It, no one really. I mean, they understood, but it was kind of like, "Well, why are you always playing?" And I was like, "Well, that's my way." Like, I literally. No, I get it. You, <laughs> you can ask my fiance when it's the weekend. My brain shut off. Yeah. Like I'm. There's like some stupid things that I like just don't. Comp- I can't comprehend on the week or weekend that I would comprehend on the week. <laughs> like when it's when work's over, it's it's off. Like my that's brain good. Is done. You just flip that switch. You're like, I'm not in work mode anymore. <laughs> the thing about like working out or like using or playing video games is they're mindless. Right. Like I, I don't have to, like it's not hard to think to press a button right. or to run forward. I mean I think I think to a certain level video games are really helpful because you're still engaged in a in a mental capacity way cuz right. cuz there's a lot of three-dimensional processing with, you know, hand-eye coordination that you're not thinking about and stuff like that, you know. I mean the games I play are are, are pretty like high-level strategy kind of things. Like, right. it's MOBAs for those of you interested. And, and, like... But I think that's different than what you're doing at work. So. Well, no, it's just completely different so things. it's like your brain's like, oh, okay, this is new. Yeah, but, it, you know, it, to me, too, is, like, if you're always on work mode, that's a great way to burn out. Like, you can't be 100% so productive all the time. Like, I... It's so fast. And I know Wyatt talks about that. That's oh, why, yeah. That's why he works out so much. <laughs> like, uh... Because I think Wyatt's just, like... Not not necessarily the exact opposite, but his way is different than my way. He's a hundred percent committed. You know, yes. like he's that guy who's like, if you're if you're in work mode, right. he's in work mode, but he'll do work mode for like ten hours, right? <laughs> he he still sends me Snapchats like on the daily of his hunting exca- escapades. Oh, and it's it's crazy because it's just a difference in personality. I know it is, it's, it's, and he loves that. Yeah, I'd be miserable if he did what I did. He'd be miserable as well. Right, it's, it's so a different like, level. Yeah, it's just like two different people. It, it's it's fun to hear that stuff though because I think you can gain both from like both of those mentalities, right? And like whatever works for you, yeah. you got to find that balance, right? Like right. some people are going to resonate with Wyatt's viewpoint on it, and other people are going to resonate with your viewpoint on it, right? right. And like I, I think, and then finding your own like happy medium and like where that you fall on that spectrum of like. Go bo- go mode, I guess yeah. you could call it. Yeah. Like get after it. it. It's it's interesting because like I think a lot of people too is like they they like look at it like organizing your life is a cookie cutter thing, right? Mm-hmm. But there's so many ways of like how do you like organize yourself, right? Like right. so one person's workout is going to be completely like opposite another person's workout or diet or whatever. Like you can just look at this from life in general, right? That's what I'm going with. Yeah, compare it to like just general like life decisions, like oh. You did. You didn't graduate in four years. Oh, that's yeah. Bad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think it's just you gotta 
honestly do you. Yeah, really. I mean, like, for me, like, people like, like listen to my stories. Like, I've been in school for six-plus years at this point. I work full-time since I was 19. Well, yeah. You know, like, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Like, yeah, no, exactly. you know, and I, I get it. And it's not for everybody, but it, it to me, make, made the most sense, right? I mean, right. for me, growing up, it's kind of, like, similar to your story where I had to get a car. I didn't have a car. My parents couldn't buy me a car, so I had to make money to buy my first car first before I could even do it. And, like, living here in the northwest suburbs of Illinois, or Chicago, rather, it's like, you can't get anywhere without a car. And that was before Uber was prevalent, too, so, like, getting a taxi is, like, bloody murder around here. (laughs) I think my my parents did actually a great job of, like, sheltering me. Mm -hmm. Not in the bad kind of sheltering, but, like, we never necessarily had problems, like, they gave me a cruddy car, right? But I, at least it was a car, and it was kind of, kind of like. Was that the van? Yeah. I've heard, about, I've heard story about the van. <laughs> the, the van shouldn't still be alive, but the van is alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just kind of like one of those things that now that I'm on my own, I start to realize like how much. Like, Those matter. Yeah, like you didn't you didn't realize how much money a car would cost. Right. You, you didn't realize how much money it would be to be in a sport and. Because I remember why talking about how he got shoes. Yeah. And, like, I, growing up, I never thought, like, twice about it. I was like, oh, it's new basketball season. My shoes are ripped. Can I go get more shoes? Right, yeah, those things. And, like, you didn't, I didn't necessarily appreciate that. Yeah. But now, like, coming out of college, you realize how hard that they worked. Yeah. To make it possible for that. Yeah. And, like I said, that's rubbing off. Yeah. You, like, you may not, like I said, I didn't work hard in high school. Yeah. But, like, being around them who worked hard, it was in there. Yeah. It, it, that, that, it's like a working class mentality, right? Because right. your parents, they, they did the, the quote unquote American dream. Maybe not the white picket fence part of it, but they, they did that come to this country or grew up in this country and they pulled themselves up and put themselves in a position right. that, for them to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think. They do the best they can to do that for their kids, a lot of people, right? Because, right. like, I, you know, my parents have said is like, I don't want you to go through the same struggles that I've went through, right? And, and that's the goal. And to a lot of, to a large degree, they have done that, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my parents' basement, you know, woohoo, right? Stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're Re- doing well. Recording it, yeah. And they, to me, it's like, it's it's amazing how much your parents put into where, you know, because, like, a lot of it is where you live, too, mm-hmm. right? Where you live and, like, you know, it's like trajectory in some way, but the there's a really cool quote um, from a podcast on the Tim Ferriss show with Jamie Foxx. Oh, you, Jamie Foxx. Oh my god, it's like one of the best podcasts ever. I have to send it to you. Yeah, but please. but uh, so Jamie Foxx, he's a dad now, and he's he's really one of the most normal like celebrity people I've ever heard in the podcast. And one of his things is like you know you're like as a, as a parent you have a bow and the kids are an arrow, and all you can do is point them in the right direction. It's true. You know, and I, I really, I really get that. You know, like he had a grandma, and like he was adopted. Like he didn't know his parents and stuff like right. that. And like his per, his person who's his grandma isn't really his real grandma, but like that's what he called her. And like, you know, that's what she did. Like you instill these values in people, and you you try, you know, try to push, pay it forward in whatever way you can, because like you don't want them to have the same thing you do. But at the same time, I think you know, as as people like us who had the opportunities to succeed but still have that very, you know, do-it-yourself kind of mentality where we, like, see how hard you have to work to succeed, right? Right. It, it, it's, it's, there's something, a part of it that stays, right? Like, part of me, like, I don't think about having wealth as, like, a defining characteristic, right? I right. Like, like, one of my big things is time, you know? Like, time. being able to, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to work 
like I don't want to live at my job. I want to like work my job and enjoy oh, my job, and exactly. and then and then use that time that it gives me, the space that my job gives me, to be able to do, experience the world mm-hmm. in whatever way I decide to. That's actually it. one of those things that's <laughs> grown on me a lot is travel. Yeah, I would never have guessed that <laughs> before. Well, you're right. When, when I was a kid, I, all I wanted was the newest video game, newest yeah. toy, newest whatever. I mean, I was super introverted myself. Well, and like, well, like you don't think about it, but then you, as you get older, it's one of those things that I think you just have to learn on your own. Yeah. Like, it would be so much cooler to go to like from my honeymoon or going to Punta Cana. Oh, that's awesome! I've never left you left the United States. Oh, really? That's yeah, going to be amazing for you. Ocean, yeah. So uh, we're going to Punta Cana. We're yeah. Going on a cruise in the Caribbean. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, Bahamas. No, not the. I want to say the Caribbean, like Saint Lucia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that area. Probably Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's gonna be a whole new. Experience. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be cool. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, I, I've been like. Part of the amazing part of like podcast for me is I do this every goddamn when I always bring it up is like I always talk about podcasts in my podcast because it's because they mean so much to me and they've right. they've shown me the world. But it's part of your expression, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's like my take on the world because it's like it lets me experience things that I never would have experienced otherwise. Right. And a lot of the ones I listen to are people who've explored the world and I grew up mm-hmm. abroad and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, like what if I got to like meet these cultures and like spend a week here or a week there, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like or a month here, a month there, like and then learn a language because I'm there, you know, like mm-hmm. just doing all these things in these other places and then like being able to bring it back in some way and being like you know, it's like that global citizen idea that some people right. like kind of push back against. But I just think like having a more well rounded view because the United States is really a sheltered place. Right. Like we have so many opportunities to us that are like like we can legitimately travel from one end of the country to the other end of the country and no one's gonna say, You can't be here. Right. You know? And that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so weird, right? Like I just travel I came back from uh, University of Michigan and I drove four hours to go up there. Like it's a beautiful place. Isn't it's it? crazy. Like it was so cool to be at a different campus too. Like for me to like the different culture, right? Because that's a huge co- campus, and it's like you know, Big Ten, whatever. Like, right. yeah, I went down to Mizzou to see uh, Bree's sister. Okay, she's, she's a cheerleader down there. Okay, let me tell you that it's completely different than Northern. Right. I mean, Northern feels very sad to some degree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think living there though, I loved it. Yeah, I think there's so much, and it's cool just to see other things. Right, that you're not accustomed to. It. Yeah, I think exactly. Like that was the one thing I got out of going to Michigan was like an atmosphere. There was like mm-hmm. a cultural mm-hmm. like thing about it that I don't know how to explain it other than it was like a curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt like there was this like level of like engagement on the campus that just felt different. And maybe that's just because I don't spend enough time on, on campus. I mean, it could and, also be that you commute. And yeah, I think it might be that. Hundred percent on, but. I I mean, that's just, I guess that's just how it goes. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's part, you know, the double-edged yeah. sword of being who I am with, right. you know, my experience with school. But it is what it is, right? But it, right. But it gets me thinking. It's like, damn, like, what if I want to went to a school like this? Like, who would I have been, right? right. And then, there's that question that's, like, in the back of my mind. Yeah, no, and I, I, it's, like, funny because for, like, this path... That I'm like that I've gone through so far. Right. So many things had to go a certain way for me to be where I am. I know. It's like crazy because I, I was always like, oh, well, I could have, uh, like, if you, if I would have tried a little hard in high school, I could have gotten into a better school or right. something. But then I was like, but then I would have never met my best friend. Then I would have never met my fiance. Yeah, right. There's all these things that like, happen. I would have never gotten this degree. I would have never applied to Navistar. Like, it's like yeah. all these things you're like, well, I would be a completely different person. Right. But, it's, it's really weird, right? Like, I, to me, too, is, like, I've been thinking about, like, my 
I guess, trajectory, for lack of a better term, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you think about people, right? You hear stories about how they've struggled through X, Y, or Z. That, you know, like your parents' story, right? right? So, like, if you compare, like, if we were to compare our own lives to, like, your parents' stories, like, we've had it, like, 1% as hard as they've had it <laughs> to, to be at, you know, I'm 25, you're, what, 22-ish? 22. Yeah, so, like, 23. yeah, so, like, when you think about it, it's like, damn, like, what have we really done to, like, complain about how hard it's been for us? No, and, and it's just, and that's, like, one of the things that I'm so grateful for. I know. It's, it's kind of, you're kind of humble. I'm really I'm, humbled. I'm really humbled by it. Cause humbled by how much they've given. That and just, like, thinking about okay like we have all these things now and like now we have the ability to be able to back and pay it forward right like we're old enough now we're adults we're, we're in the working world and we can and we can learn things that you know our generations before or after us like you know and like pay it like back to them and be like hey this is how the world's working this is where we like we can make it a better place because the the thing i always get is like you know all this negativity either politically or whatever like there's just so much of it and i'm just like Stop, please. Like, I just choose. I just choose not to even like right. engage with it because it just doesn't help. <laughs> I think it makes things worse. It it does because there's just so much. Like my thing is like there's so much. You know, like if you're going to like engineer terminate signal versus noise. Right. You know, like I I just right. see like the internet and all this like negativity tough stuff is just noise whatever and it's like okay let's just cut it all out and and focus on something that matters and my like big thing is trying to like get people that. Like okay, we can like think these big political issues, whatever. But that's generalization. At the at the end of the day, you're trying to like do a blanket solution for like huge amount of people in the world right. or in the country. And so at the end of the day, it's like okay, let's just try to think of like what can one person do to help themselves, right? Right. And so it's so easy. Like at that point, it's easy, right? Because I know you got to do is motivate someone else. Like you give them the tools, you know, lead the horse to water, and then hopefully they take it or leave it. And that's what I do is like is just try to cut the signal versus noise and just be like here's some here's some things that help me and people I know that are like getting after it mm-hmm. and let's see if it works you know let's experiment and like yeah. you know and then how that works for you tell it to your friend and then right. it yeah. just continues to spread the seed so to speak and is I just that's what I that's the way I view it. No, I, I guess I'm similar in the sense because I, I make it my goal I guess every day to like try to do at least one thing positive mm-hmm. I mean, necessarily don't always do that <laughs> yeah that's the goal and you're there you're like i'll be uh, like uh the other day i was like t- uh i do prayer is my kind mm-hmm. of uh meditation I guess yeah you would call it but so after my prayer i was kind of like you know what i'm feeling like i should do one good thing to like pay it for it i guess yeah that's the best. and that's what, yeah. all the point you're talking about yeah it really is you want to leave the world a little bit better place yeah than when you left it like if if i could help one person you know if i mm-hmm. if something i wrote or a podcast that someone hears or whatever helps one person at right. the end of the day then it was all worth it right you know because because like the, the whole thing is like you know my article that i told you about meditation is like mm-hmm. the the whole reason i wrote it is because I was looking at it from a perspective of someone like myself prior to doing it, mm-hmm. where I was like against it. I was like, I don't understand it. Like, I get them. I get like this is supposed to be helpful for you, but it's too. I can't figure it out because engineering mindset or whatever. Like, right. I'm too physical. Like, I, I don't know how this. Like, your your feelings. Those are weird. <laughs> I don't like feelings. <laughs> like whatever reason, <laughs> and I I just like okay. Like, so how can I like write this thing in a way that I can articulate it so that someone like me. Or who thought like me, who's not giving it a chance they should, can make it, mm-hmm. to, like, to, to just put, like, just kind of break the bo- the border a little bit and be like, okay, maybe I should give it a chance, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and I, uh, it's funny because 
the uh, only reason I ended up actually getting that internship is because I went to the job fair, right? Yeah. And I walk in, and if any of you have ever been to an engineering job fair or even a job fair alone, it's really, really intimidating. Yeah, because you got all these guys in suits. (laughs) We have everybody in suits, and everybody's trying to talk to everybody, and all these people are hearing all these different names. Mm Mm-hmm. And like you're just like well, what, what, almost in the sense of he's like how are they how are they going to remember me kind yeah, of thing like what what do I matter to these people right yeah so I walked in and I talked to someone and she kind of, you could totally tell she blew me off it oh was funny because it took this one guy to say one thing for me to apply at Avastar just he pulled me aside he was with her and he could he kind of tell that she like because she was literally reading my resume and saw like oh we don't need this. So yeah. she kind of like just did the whole, oh yeah, I'll shake my head, uh, I'll listen. Yeah. So then the guy actually, I was like, because I was like really flustered after that. I was yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be. It, it shook is, you? <laughs> too much. Yeah. And he, he actually kind of pulled me aside and he goes, I'm going to be honest, we, we, it's probably, we don't need your fit. Like it's nothing against you. Because he could tell I was kind of like, just like I was done with it. Yeah. And he was like, if you do you want my advice? And I said, yeah. And he said, um, take the list of jobs that they have at the front in the locations yeah they have a list of what they need and apparently when i looked at the list this company actually didn't need me so that's why she blew me up uh, okay but yeah so anyway um he told me take the list and apply online and i tell everybody that because literally the funniest thing happened i went home i looked down the electrical engineering column and like looked up where they were yeah and the first one on my list to apply for was navistar <laughs> and that, that just how, it's how it could went. I yeah, was, it was like just and you that one guy to tell me that because if he wouldn't have said that, I would have just left. I would right. have like looked on like Indeed or whatever. Right. Yeah, you would have gone somewhere else yeah. to figure it out. But he was like, and that's he's like, I tell all the people I talk to, I was like, go online and apply. Yeah. Well, I mean, those people are taking you know, it doesn't oh, like sense. the right. It's like someone like a DMV, right? They're doing. They go to these fairs probably all the time. That's their job. They're sick of it, right? They're getting resumes. They probably hear the same spiel from these, like, really bad communicators because they're still students. They're nervous. They're like, <laughs> oh, exactly. you know. And, and it takes one of those times where, say, like, you're nervous and you walk up and you, like, just are sitting there talking and you say, like, one wrong thing or one thing that hits the person slightly the wrong way. Yeah. They have so many people, they're not going to consider you. Right. So what's the point of risking it? Yeah, exactly. And, and I know there's, like, a, probably a ton of people out there that don't necessarily like going to those. Absolutely. I could see it. So my word of advice is to go there, get a list of all the job companies, Mm -hmm. and go to the company's website and apply there. Yeah. That was literally the best word of advice that I could Yeah. I mean, I I agree with that. And the other thing, too, is like when I was at Harper, the the head of the program there, he would always say, is like, hey, whenever they say like five years experience minimum, what what that means is best case scenario. Right. It's not this is the, what's required. Yeah. It's like these things are like what they want. They don't expect that because they know that like it doesn't make any sense for an entry level position to have five years experience because why would you be applying for that, right? Exactly. <laughs> that is what that's like someone that like for example in your case. Yeah. You'd probably be the only person that qualifies for that job. Right. I mean everybody else would be like And the opportunity that I have to do that is so weird too. Well yeah. And I, I just think people get like intimidated you know, by it. Yeah, intimidated and I just yeah. don't think they want to, but you should. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, there's another good quote from a podcast that the guy's name is Naval Ravikant. He's a uh, angel investor for Silicon oh, Valley. Okay. And so he his his thing is like, you know, if you were if you were to do the job that you were qualified to do, he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, if I was doing the job I was qualified to do, I'd be sw- sweeping floors somewhere. 
<laughs> you know, it's and so true. right, like if you think about that, so like, true. like if you don't like step out of your comfort zone and just say, "I'm gonna try," right, you're gonna do it. Like you gotta just try. Like you gotta break out and just like let it happen, because you're gonna learn. Like regardless of who you are, like you really have to. And I hope that's like what really comes off of like any of these things is like learning should never be a thing that you stop doing. Right. Because there's just so much out there. <laughs> it comes back to just being a sponge. Yeah. Like a, seriously. And that's I've just told so many people. I call myself an inter- information sponge. Like, <laughs> well, that's like another like, one of those things that I like wake up and I'm like, all right, I gotta learn. Yeah. Like, I, you gotta like just keep taking knowledge. Yeah. I mean, that's why you know Audible is a sponsor on here because I just believe in being that sponge. Right. Because I, I like whenever I'm doing something, if I'm not like listening to a podcast itself, I'm listening to a book. If I'm at the gym, I'm listening to a podcast, or I'm listening to a book, or I'm listening to music, or I'm like right. at work. Like I don't have to deal with customers every day, so I can put on a book or I can put on a podcast. Like I'm always taking in more information mm-hmm. in in some field that doesn't even make any sense. And you could you could find information from anyone. Right. Like there's times where who Bree is my fiance, mm-hmm. which is special needs preschooler. Mm-hmm. There'll be times where she, like she'll have a kid or something and it, that kid by doing something will teach her something. That's awesome. And this kid's in preschool. Yeah. And, like, and she tells you the story, so then yeah. you learn by off chance, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. But th- that's like the thing. It's like, yeah. there's so many times where, like, even like a kid's happy, even though something bad happened. Yeah. You're like, why aren't I happy when something bad happens? Right. And you just kind of like, you're like, what What happened? You know? Yeah. And it just kind of makes you, like, just remember, think, right? Yeah. yeah. Think or learn. And- I know. I, like, I never saw myself as a person to be, like, really into, like, meeting, like, going to new places and having new experiences. But, like, having this podcast and, like, just being able to embrace like people like other people's stories has been like one of the most fun like eye-opening experiences for me just being able to be like i have this this thing in front of me that's a microphone and i can be like hey i do this podcast and i would love to hear your story and like people get so excited to do that Mm -hmm. you know and i i I couldn't even tell you how many interviews that i learned something from just listening yeah (laughs) and i just listen on the car ride to work right just turn it on and you just kind of like wow yeah like, uh, it, just even stuff about, like, Wyatt. So, I, right. I've known Wyatt for, f- what, five years, six years? Yeah, like, three, about, three years, probably, at least. At least three. Yeah. I mean, that, there, there's stuff he said, that I was like, I didn't even know that. Right, like, that's the whole point, too, is, like, like, you don't learn any, like, you don't know everything about a right. person. There's, like, hours of stuff, like, conversations you could have with a person. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of intriguing to see where, mm-hmm. like, that mentality comes from. Yeah. Where they come from. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, too, is, like, you get this you get this half-baked notion of who this person is because of how they act around you. Right. You know? And I, and that's part of why I wanted Wyatt to come on, because I thought he was, like, this, you know, you, you got it, we got this impression of who he was in school, mm-hmm. right? But that's, like, you know, probably 1% of who Wyatt is. <laughs> and so, like, you when you get this person in front of you and you get to talk to them and have this really long conversation, you know, we're not checking our phones or anything like that. Like, I think that's one of the other special parts about it is there's no devices other than like what's needed to record it right. you know there's no distraction and that's that makes it really cool right because you just it's like a time warp you're like you're just yeah. there and you're locked in you're just like all right let's do this yeah. <laughs> oh it's crazy it's so much fun and one compliment for wyatt though because I, I know he's probably listening to this. oh he'll definitely listen to this <laughs> when he's sitting just... in his deer in his deer stand and tree stand and, <laughs> and it's it's funny because he, he is and he's the first person to admit this because he's told me multiple times <laughs> he will never be the best engineer 
Like, never. He, he's admitted that to me multiple times. Like, he was like, I don't know what I'm doing getting this degree or whatever. But that man, if I ever started a company, would be the first on my list to call. Oh, hell yeah. Because he's got that personality. Oh, absolutely. He's going to give you 120%. And he'll figure it out. If right. he doesn't know how to do it, he's going to make sure he'll step all goddamn night. <laughs> he could probably sell me a pen. And that's, just, that's just how he is. That's just, that's just I don't know. He, he's crazy. Oh, that's amazing. It's, it, I mean, it totally makes sense, too. Like, I know him from that, too, and I, it makes sense that you'd say something about him like it's just so funny because, the work ethic right? right you know it's it's so cool to like have it's just it's so cool to meet interesting people and this all goes back to our degree right and this all goes back to eet and having this group of like close friends yeah I, I never would have expected to have no, like friends no, to make no. like you know you always hear those stories of like yeah I met these guys in high school and now like they're my best friends you yeah. know forever like I, they were, like right. stood up at my wedding and whatever like yeah it's just crazy <laughs> because you're like you go to class and I guess it, engineering classes are kind of fit the profile of you go in, you kind of just worry about yourself. Yeah. Normal, normally. Yeah, normally. And, and then we were able to find, like, this group of guys. That's it's, cool. It's the weirdest group of people. Oh, it really is. Like, if, if you put us four people in just, like, a crowded bar, there's no way all four of us. No way. Like, no way all four of us would have, like, three of us would have sat up. <laughs> no, not not, not right. on the surface, at least, right? But then no. once you, like, actually meet the people, like, oh, okay, yeah. I can see that now, yeah. right? Like, when you right. actually, like, listen to people. <laughs> but it, that once comes back to the point of... With your first impressions of everybody. Right. And you, you don't know, like... You have just, no idea. <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. You, you look at Wyatt, you look at me, and he's country. Country boy. <laughs> country boy. And I'm not. No. Nope. Uh, I'm the furthest thing from it. And you would not expect us two to get along. No as way. As we do. It's, it's fun. Like, you know, and that's part of, like, what makes this special, too, is because it gives us... It, like, makes it more of an excuse because, you know, we got, we're all getting busy, whatever, like, adult life is happening, and it's harder to meet, like make time to meet people but having this platform now as an excuse to be like hey dude like what are you guys doing like let's like set something up like let's do this or that or whatever it makes it more fun then because you're like able to just keep in touch in a different way right and you know and it's cool too like my group my group of friends is like we've all majority of us have known each other for a better part of a decade yeah and like when you like listen to it it's like we're all really different but we've been friends for so long at this point, like, I can't even tell you how we really met and became friends, like... Well, and it's actually, a group of friends, especially, and I don't know, maybe it's just because there's a mic and it's recording. Yeah. But when you guys talk, you teach each other something. Oh, no, that's like, that's how we, we talk like that all the time. Like, I couldn't, if, there could be a count of how many times one, you or, what? Joe. Joe. Joe or, is the other one. Um, why am I blanking on the other Jordan? Guy? Jordan. Yeah. All sat around in, like, the bro pod and, like... At least one of you every five minutes would be like, oh, really? Or like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was just crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it started, right? Like, right. you know, the first, like, nine episodes of podcast were just us, microphone, and talking about ideas or, mm -hmm. or books or whatever. Like, just yeah. taking these ideas and just, you know, talking about them, right? And trying to figure something out because why not, right? Like, there's no such thing as you can't talk about a thing, right? We're just trying to have conversations and just maybe add something else that we haven't thought about before because there's no point in being like you can't talk about that because you don't know maybe you're right but like what are we gonna what are we who are we hurting like because at the end of the day it's like if we're trying to make something better and we're taking a nuanced view of it and not saying like oh throw this out because whatever reason like that's not the point and the point is just like hey let's just try to figure these things out and have a, a conversation where we're, none of us are gonna hate each other and call each other bad names by the end of it Right, <laughs> you know, because like 
I, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting for me to like have a group of friends that you know started out with all these close friends to have these really deep conversations, and now it's like rippling outwards, like with more you and people. and Wyatt, and then like other people that I would never expect to meet, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like holy crap! Like this is resonating beyond me, and like I just happen to be lucky enough to to, to put the microphone there, and people are like, all right, let's do this, and yeah, like I, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I just remember when you first started this, and it was you sent me, you texted me a SoundCloud link. Yeah, yeah, we were on SoundCloud first. Yeah, I totally forgot that's about what it. I, that's where it started. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about it then. Like, you know, kind of going back to the learning stuff, like, everything you see is, like, this has been exploration of, like, my self-teaching. Right. Because I don't know. I'm not a graphic designer. Right. But I have Photoshop, and I do all this stuff in Adobe. Like, I'm doing all of this stuff that... I have really, like, no right to be doing because right. <laughs> I have no, like, technical actual skill in it, but I'm doing it anyways because, like, I could figure it out. <laughs> and that, I honestly... It's so that, much fun. Like, it's one of my, like, favorite parts <laughs> about engineers, other, I guess other fields probably go through the same. Yeah. Thing, but it's just, like, learning how to, like, just, like, having this problem and, like, I guess it's more just specific towards engineering. Yeah. Like, having this problem and this problem's, like... No one like most people can't figure it out. Right, like it's stuck. That's why it's a problem for you. Yeah, exactly. And then when you finally figure it out, oh my god, relief! That feeling when yeah. something freaking works. Yeah. I've done it before where it's like I like jump for joy. Like I'm doing my senior design project, right. and we I just have like a simple flow sensor, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like looking. So all this is like a proportional. So your input voltage, right? And then the output is proportional to the flow. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a percentage value basically. Yeah, yeah. And so like I'm like playing around with it, looking at the voltage, and I'm like writing numbers down to make sure it's like actually. Yeah, the curve that it's doing yeah, yeah. and I'm like okay so this is the flow I'll be doing in like real life mm -hmm. for like doing the test that we're doing and so I like I like alright so I've got the number so if I set it to that like output flow does it actually give me that flow for real right. and like I just did it like it shouldn't have been exciting but I did it anyways and I'm like yes it works I'm like Woo. I'm like I'm like I'm badass I figured it out like is that but like you think about it think about how much work went into like just picking that sensor right or probably like just figuring out if this was gonna work right and then finally going through and seeing that oh yeah you can measure this and then having it measure that yeah then having it measure that and now the next part is like making a, a software measure that and then show it you know there's a whole another like layer to it but like just getting that far is like yes like it just feels like that sense of accomplishment and then like you know doing the senior design project it's we've been like making this thing and like slowly building it up and like how like seeing it become real it like gives me this appreciation for products that I never had before right because like someone had to go in there and be like oh yeah that button should go there this button go you like like everything you see on anything had to be deliberately put there for a reason Yes. Like, it's so weird to think about that. Right. You know, because you just don't think about, like, how much thought goes into the things we use on a daily basis and how complex it gets once, like, what we're doing is really not that hard. Like, someone will think it's hard that we did it, yeah. but, like... It's absolutely <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Like, like, to think, like, actually think about, like, how a phone works and all that mm -hmm. stuff is, like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and it's, like, electronics especially... You twist something the wrong way, or something's out of place a little bit. Right, it doesn't work. Or you power it wrong, or whatever. Like, if I could tell you how many times we were in like a circuit class, and like you missed the wrong pin and just put it. Oh yeah, I know. And you'd be for like, one component, yeah, and it doesn't give one. you the right output. And you're like, well, why doesn't it work? And then you move one little wire. And the, yeah, you move it back to the correct spot, and it works. And you're right. just like. <laughs> like come on <laughs> like, but it goes back to what you're saying how much and I think that's what the senior design goal is is to show you how much work yeah go, the engineering actually is in yes. the real world 
to kind of like put it all in perspective. Yeah, just put everything in perspective. And it, to me too is like it kind of I mean it's it's both a blessing and a curse. It's like the first time you're actually like said, "Okay, you've learned all this stuff. Now you have to actually figure out how to use this stuff." Right. And I think for a lot of students that's super daunting because they've never really used any of it outside of right. like the strict lab setting where it's like one component, two components. And, and you have like there's little to no structure. Oh yeah. Like, there's very little, like... Like, but, and that's the one thing that I think senior design does perfectly with the real world. Oh, yeah. There's little to no structure for what you have to do. It's either you make it work, or you figure it out. Yeah. So that's, that's literally the criteria. That well, your you your say. criteria says, okay, we're going to try to do X, and now you got to figure out how to do X. And <laughs> then you need to get Y on top of yeah. how to do X. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to do software? But good luck, because... None of you guys know how to do software stuff, so you're gonna have to learn how to do software for your project. <laughs> I know it's it's it's, it's not. It's perfect. terrifying. It's fun though. I mean, I I love that stuff. Like, to me, it's like when you have like what'll happen up happening for me is like, all right, I got this idea, and then it's like, all right, how do I do I how do I do a set idea? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I start looking it up, and then I like record something or do whatever, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's there, it's real now. But now it needs to go out to the people or whatever, like. Right. And then there's like there's so many layers to it. It's like make a thumbnail, make this, make that, make all these things, and then you know, all of a sudden you have this thing, and it's like, I never had a boss say, hey, you have to do this thing, like, right. or hey, you, like, you need to learn X. Like it just all of a sudden it's just like this thing do that it. was in your head, and you just made it a thing. Right. Right. And all right. of a sudden you're like. Wait, hold on, wait. How did, <laughs> how did that work? Yeah, like, when I think about this podcast, like, there is literally hours of my vo- recorded voice on the internet. Anyone can hear it. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. It's really, really weird. Like, yeah. like to think about that, right? How many people do you know that actually, like, aren't quote-unquote famous have, like, hours of their own recorded voice? Right. Available to anybody. Like, know, if, like, if someone wanted to figure out who I was, they could do it very quickly because there's a really easy way to find it. Like That comes back to just the increase in technology. I know. Oh, just... I, I think, too, like, the, the, the advent of communication where, like, before you had to be learned in some way to write, you know, to be a writer or, or something like that. Or, like, mm-hmm. even, like, maybe 30 years ago, you had to be, like, a TV personality or talk show personality to, to be – have your ideas put forward – Right, right. For anyone to be accessed, right? But now with this stuff of like podcasts coming back, or and just like owning your own website, or just finding a blog place that you can just mm-hmm. post. I think you can get a free website on, on WordPress even. That she's bare bones, whatever. Yeah, you, you know, for free, and you could just put your words out there in some way. You right. know, and, and that's so crazy. That's unbelievable, right? And, I, and I'm not, and I'm intentionally leaving out Facebook and Twitter because those places don't add thoughtful conversation usually. Normally, no. <laughs> Normally not. You like you have to find your specific circles because it's too short form. You know, it's very short form. And, and I think that's part of the issue is when you start parsing down too much. Like there's a there's a point where summarization is good. Yeah, and well, it comes back to the same thing we were talking about. Where you get the first impression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you tweet something, and that could be just like the title of, <laughs> like pretty much what a whole article would be right yeah and how many times is the title and how many times do people actually like open that up after right. like they, they'll, they'll read the title title of the article and not read the the actual exactly. like, the link right yeah just titles that's what, I mean I've, I'm definitely guilty of that before I'm like oh dude they found this new science thing retweet because that's fucking cool <laughs> but did I read it no, no. <laughs> like you know I, I just think like I don't know it, I just have this like deep curiosity about so many things that for me to just say I will be an engineer for the rest of my life like I'll 
I'll use it as a mindset, like a platform of like how I look at the world, but it won't be like my title forever. No. You know? And I, cause I just think that I, I even told it to my friend is like, I, if you would ask me like picking a degree for me was so hard. Oh, you didn't have this one right away. Nope. Like I, I had taken engineering at our high school. They had like the project lead the way. Yeah, I took that too. Yeah, like I took the first one. Second one didn't really interest me as much. Like I did half of it, but it just didn't. I don't know. Like we did circuit design there for the first time, like serious parallel and stuff. And the, I don't know what it was, but the way the teacher described it, it just didn't resonate enough. Oh. It was weird. I had the almost the exact opposite. Really? So I, I knew I wanted to pretty much kind of do either medical or engineering when I was in high school. Okay. See, so I did, we did do a report on, like, different types of engineering, mm-hmm. and I was the only person that was able to do biomedical. Like, anyone could, like, you had to pick, and there was, like, a lottery, so you could only do, like, only one person could do one um, type of engineering. So I, I was, like, one of the few people that got biomedical, and so I did a whole wow. bunch of, yeah. So I was, and everyone was like, damn, you suck, like, because everyone wanted to do it. And, I, and so for me, that was, like, one of my things, like, kind of going back to the disability thing, like, around that time, uh, I just started getting into... I, it's actually weird, now that I think about it, because I, I totally forgot about this, but, like, I was kind of getting into it, and, like, the... My dad, he's, you know, worked in factories all his life, so he's got bad knees and things like that, so I was just kind of, like, thinking about it through that lens of, like, oh, hey, there's, like... My dad's only one person, but there's probably a whole bunch of people that have right. this issue, right? And so I was kind of looking at it that way, where I was like, okay, how do I take this and, like figure things out and like what is biomedical right and so i kind of always had this thing in the back of my head but for some reason just like the basic electronics part of it it didn't resonate enough for me to be able to kind of understand it in in that way so i kind of got a little disenfranchised at that time and i was like well let me go try and find something else that i want to do and then when i started working it was kind of like okay I wanted, like, I have all these interests, like, I thought about doing archaeology, paleontology, whatever, like, some science. I knew science was going to be my thing right. at some degree, but it was just kind of like, I don't know what. So I was always science. Yeah. And then it just kind of turned into this thing, is like, okay, what, because I'm like, you know, like, you had to specialize in some way, right? But it was like, okay, what can I do that doesn't close any, any doors? All it does is open doors. And then it kind of, yeah, so then it just kind of was, like, electrical engineering because, like, mechanical kind of specific, but, like, everything has electronics, even mechanical. So I was like, okay, so say I get in a job, I can then move into any other position I want as an electrical engineer of some sort because I'll just have this background as an engineer, basically. So that's how it keeps it that came to be yeah it was just kind of just okay what opens as many doors as possible if I ever want to like <laughs> jump around because then I still can get into biomed in some way right, right. and things like that because I just knew that I would always be this person who would be learning things about it right. and just a platform like a, just as a jumping off point and then that's just kind of open doors into doing everything else I do because it's just kind of this mm-hmm. back to, I mean this kind of podcast has just been about learning right, right <laughs> in, in general and so it, it's always been this thing of like okay you maybe aren't don't know anything about it, but you if you put your like work into it, you know, like results to me is like the simple equation is always like results equals work, you know, effort and you know how much effort you put in, you know, like yeah. you could try, you, you know, yeah, how yeah. hard you want, like you learn the material and then you, how much effort you you apply to said thing is your results, mm-hmm. and that's literally like how I do everything is <laughs> how much I work out or how much I right. like po- focus on my diet or how much I sleep is like right. how much effort and focus do you put into those different categories to make it an output. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's but that was a. You had a way different journey than I did. Yeah. Mine, I think, took place in 
what did we have? Trimesters? Trimesters in high school? I don't remember. I think it was. Uh, it might have been. It, it happened during one of those yeah. class sessions. I think it was semesters. It should have been semesters, because it was usually like first half of the year, yeah, second yeah, half of the yeah. year. Okay, so it was definitely semesters. Trimesters, I think, is like East Coast. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, yeah, it might happen during one half of the semester. Uh, I was in physics, mm-hmm. and one of my friends was in anatomy. So I started off. Oh, okay. I knew I wanted engineering and medical. During my time in physics, I either my professor wasn't that great or something. I did not do well. Physics uh, is hard in high school, too. Because well, yeah, <laughs> they have to teach it so fast. Right. But I got to the point where I was like, I mean, that was probably one of the only classes. It was an honors class. so. It oh, yeah. It's even more even but, more difficult. But there was one section that I excelled in like, beyond belief, and that was circuits. I have no idea. I've never been uh, extremely good at anything except for <laughs> when we got circuits. Yeah. Got it. I did the same thing, though, but I had already been exposed to circuits before that. I, I, I never touched it before, and this was junior year high school. And then I was like, oh, I could still do electrical engineering and go into medical. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, talking to my friends who took anatomy and how much, because that's book learning. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can't do that. I can't do that either. Well, and look what happened in 265. Right. I, book learning. There D, it is. Book learning. D. Yeah. Immediately. And I was, so I was like, I was down to just either electrical engineering or, I mean, I could try biomedical. Just force it, right? <laughs> and then I got to NIU and um, they said, oh, you're probably better off going electrical. Huh. You have to take anatomy. And I was like, ah, yeah, you're right. Probably. Yeah. And it was, that was funny because I don't know if you remember when I, uh, Graduated. I still to this day remember when I met with the advisor, and we had to, and part of the engineering's admittance day, yeah. make a goal. And the one goal that I had was because I knew I didn't try in high school. I said, "Oh, I want a better GPA." Yeah. Than I did in high school, and literally, I kid you not, the counselor laughed at me. Why? Because she said that's usually not possible. She's like, "This is a, an extremely hard degree." Wait, like, really? Yeah. Huh. But, well, and she was like, I mean, you can do that, but she was just like, why? She was like, why is that that specific? And that's was, she was like, that's gonna that's be terrible counseling. Well, <laughs> and I don't even actually, I don't even know if it was an NIU engineering yeah. counselor. I, I oh, just, okay. I, I just remember I going to see a counselor. Yeah, a counselor. Yeah. And she, she could have like been like, she just laughed, and I was like, well, that's my goal. And four years later, I graduated with a three point eight, which is point dang. 4. And I graduated high school with a three point four. So hey, that's pretty damn good. Motivation. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I honestly though the, that kind of thing. If the counselor laughs, I'm like, all right, screw you. You know that. My- <laughs> it's funny because my mom told me when we were on vacation once because I was not a big reader. Yeah, I, I'm still I, I'm trying to, but it's still hard to find time to read. Right. And we went. To- I do it before bed. I do one chapter a night. At least I have been. It probably helps with sleep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Lines, you get, get rid of get rid of the phone, phone yeah. and you read a real book. And. Uh, <laughs> We were on vacation, and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to read this book. And it was the Harry Potter book seven, so it's like... Oh, my God. Huge. 600 pages? Yeah, easily. And yeah. she was like, you are not reading that book. And I know she said it as a joke, but, like, immediately the competitive edge in me, like, kicked on. And I was like, I'm finishing the book. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I know. That, that. I mean, that just happened to us, too, is... Uh, so we we did our midterm presentations for the senior design project, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, one of the professors, I can't remember, I won't say his name because it's... For legal reasons, <laughs> but uh, he he goes in like, you know, for those of you guys who work, I'm just gonna say this upright or upfront. 
your projects aren't gonna aren't gonna be as good as if you guys who don't work. And I was like, all right, I'm like, screw you. My project will be the best. I mean, I'm not gonna say it now, but it might be. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Like you know, I just I hate when people do that. Well, it's like just terrible. Like I mean, granted, I mean he's meaning it from a sense that like a realistic, I guess. I well, it's realistic, and it's like he's assuming those students don't have engineering jobs already. Right. Right. Or assuming that they're not going to have any commitment to it. Yeah. Like, they're assuming that you work full-time or whatever, and you right. just have no time. But they also don't realize that my situation is extremely unique in this scenario. Like, I've said it multiple times. Any of you doesn't know what to do with me, because I'm this student who has four years of working experience right. on top of being a student still. So, yeah. like, I don't know what... <laughs> yeah, they just... They just don't know what that means. Like, it's really weird. And I, well, I think they're just in this mindset that... You have to be committed. Did us expect to be a student, period. Right. Like, you student and maybe an internship. That's what, that's what I'm saying, though. That's impressive that you can do that <laughs> because me, I remember the last semester, I had literally two jobs. Yeah. And one of which was doing sound equipment for, like, the student center. Oh, that's cool. And the majority of the time I was doing homework because when there's not events, you're... Don't have anything to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one was literally working in the lab. Yeah. So a lab that I needed to do homework. And I kid you not, I think I was just, like, I, like was overwhelmed from just those two jobs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was probably working maybe a total of, like, 20 hours. Yeah. That's half. That's part-time. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like, to me, I need to be, like, in a pressure cooker, if that makes sense. Like, right, right. the more things I have going yeah. on, the better I do. Right. Because, like, it's like, all right, fill up all the free space because I don't have time to, mm-hmm. like, twiddle my thumbs and do nothing. Because, like, right. I have work, I have school, I finish that stuff, and then, like... I'm on to, like, the podcast or something. Right. It's, like, it's really weird for me. because like, you type A. Yeah, it really is. Like, it really is like that. And then, like, you know, on top of that, I'm, like, fitting in how to, like, work out and stuff mm-hmm. like that, too. So I just have this really full thing, and I just balance it somehow. Because I just say, okay, these are the things I have, like, are important to me, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do it. You know? And it's, it's weird, though, because like, I really don't spend a lot of time on school. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why. I, I mean, I was... It's part of it, too, is, like, the mental... Cause, and it's part of it, too, is because I've been doing it so long, I think, that it just doesn't bother me. You know, like, I, you know, those people get freaked out about tests or whatever. It's, like, it's just like, eh. It's a, just a test. Right. You know? It, in the grand scheme of things, this one test is, like, 0.1% of my life. Well, it comes <laughs> back to me when I said, when I met you guys, and you guys were like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You're going to learn something different. That comes the same thing when I was like, I was like, oh, this, this is a big test. Like, I got to yeah. put 100% of it. And you're right. Like, in the grand scheme of things, that one test, I don't even remember. Yeah. Like, I try I try not to, like, put much weight on tests, test as much. Like, I have friends who are, like, you know, nurses, right? And so, like, my buddies take his NCLEX actually today as we record. Mm-hmm. He's probably taking it right now. And so, like, that's a big test because, like, if he passes that test, then he's a registered nurse. But, like... That test matters because it's, like, a trajectory for the rest of your life, kind of. Right. But, like, other tests, it's like, okay, well, you didn't do so great. But, eh, whatever. Like, right. you can... It's like, what? You can bounce back. Maybe like like, a 10% of the grade. Yeah. Like, you can bounce back, or as long as you're still passing, like, you got to be or whatever. Like, right. I don't know. It's been weird kind of looking back because, like, I, I've found, like, old, like, stuff that I did back at Harper and stuff. Right. And I can, like, see the mentality, like, how much I cared about about the classes back then because I was just so interested in it. It's like, 
probably formatting more than anything else. Like, there's like a, a feedback loop from the professors to the students and stuff like that. And right. that now it just feels like a slog in some in some way. Where yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm you know, yeah, yeah. probably senioritis a little bit too. Where oh, I'm too so close to being done that I'm just like, all right, I've been putting every you know, it's like you're right. putting putting grinding gears for so long. Now you're you're running on on empty. You just want to get done and. You have more things to focus on nowadays. It's it's just been it's been weird to see that, right? Like right. it's part of that mentality shift, right? Where certain things don't matter as much anymore. Mm-hmm. To say, like, you know, I've, I've said this multiple times on the podcast, like to say you start something in school and that's going to be your thing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's so ridiculous. I think that's kind of crazy to think about, right? Because that's because how, how many years do you work? Like thirty, at least forty. Yeah, yeah, at least thirty. Right. It's probably closer to 40. Yeah, well, because so what? You graduate roughly 21. You're going to work until at least probably 60, 65. Yeah. Maybe longer nowadays with medicine. Right. <laughs> with medicine improving and stuff, your right. body's not going to deteriorate. You're obviously doing different jobs, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think you're right. I think the 30-year career is dead. I mean, just to, just to assume that you're going to be, like, this one thing you spent four to, four to ten years, roughly, if you get a master's such PhD, going to school for and doing to be like your one major focus for the rest of your life it just seems so ridiculous <laughs> yeah it, yeah I agree because that's such a like <laughs> to spend this like you know a, yeah. a, a quarter or a third of that chunk of time doing three years deciding your life yeah I, I don't know that's been that was always my thing like why it was so hard to be I picking really thought up about it just right now yeah <laughs> that was always like my why thing like when I thought about doing a degree is like mm-hmm. god like what the hell like I'm just, right. like we're all so much more nuanced than those things like you're wearing a Blackhawks jersey and I see all the time you share about sports and stuff like that's like a thing you're interested in all the right. time like oh yeah you know <laughs> like it's, it's like we have all these other interests that we don't think of as something that we could pursue in some way if we really wanted to. I think you're right. And I think it's <laughs> the scare, the intimidation of failure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a huge people. one. We could have a whole podcast on that one. <laughs> oh, boy. You know? Yeah. I'm sure uh, Joe's probably got a lot of psychological things that he could Oh, yeah. It, it's funny, too, when, like, since he's gone away and, like, he's doing the, the he'll get in psychology mode now if he's, like, reading books. And like he'll, it fasc- that fascinates me. The oh my god! I well, that's like the weird thing too, is because like getting into working out, and you know, it starts out you're learning lifts, you're learning supplements, then all of a sudden you're learning diet, and then diet turns into, you know, big health, like right, everything, right. and then that turns into like psychology, and like <laughs> there's like this umbrella of things that have like transcended from just this one category. Wow. That yeah, yeah it's cr- crazy. it's so crazy for me. Like I'm like. I would never have guessed that I'd be this person who could, like, oh, talk about nutrition or psychology, anxiety, depression, like, mental health. Like, mm-hmm. I just talk about, like, it's just been, like, this really strange path. Because, like, I took a weightlifting class at NIU as, like, really? a one-credit-hour one class. Yeah. Because I was, like, there, I'm, like, fuck, I need a class to just make I the 12. I didn't even know if they had that. Yeah, they do. They have, like, a, they have, like yoga and stuff, too. Like, yeah, I it's like yoga. It's, like, one of the KNPE classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took the weightlifting class, and, like, the guys are, like, a grad student, you know, mm-hmm. Just TA basically ta- yeah, teaching yeah. the class, and he'll like teach some stuff. And he'll goes, he goes in class, he's like, So, what's your uh, so what's the like number you guys would calculate for like one rep max or whatever, like as an indicator of overall health? And because I read so much about it, the no, the thing is VO2 max, right? right. And so I was, I, I knew it, and he was like, he, He's like, Stops, he looks at me, and he's like, How the hell do you know that? Are you, a, are you like an exercise physiology major? And I'm like, No, I'm an engineer, and he stops and looks at me even weirder again. And he's like, I'm like, He's like, 
He didn't say, he didn't know what to say. He's like, he just stopped, pauses, looks at me. He's like, all right then. <laughs> like, you know, and that, that just like proves like those, that kind of stuff. Like Stereotype. Right. It's, it is a stereotype. You know, and like, but th- that's the thing is like, I, I took something that's like bro-y and like bro science, whatever. Right. And I turned it engineering related for me. Like I, I, I got super into like biomechanics and like right. all the science behind lifting. Like, why do you do certain things? Like, what are the best angles to do things at? Like, mm-hmm. you know, strict form versus not strict form. Like, right. whatever. Like, I could go all day about things like that, and then, like, that transitioned to diet. And then, like, around the same time when I was getting into it, I've already told the story before, but, like, my dad got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Right. I've mentioned it before, for sure. But, like, he got diagnosed with it, and then I... I got to see, like, what the doctors gave him as a diet thing. And I'm like, oh, hey, this looks exactly like a bodybuilder's diet, except you have to watch the carbs a little bit more. Right, right. You know, and so you're yeah. starting to draw these parallels between healthy. healthy and managing, like, a symptom of things. And I'm like, wait, that's weird. Right. Because then I'm starting to think, like, oh, wait, why don't we just eat like this all the time? Mm-hmm. And then work out a little bit. And you know it. And you'll never have to worry about it, right? So I'm starting to build this worldview of, like... You know, we're starting to do things the incorrect way to some degree, right? I think it's just slowly getting worse. Yeah, in some degree. And then that's why I hope, like, being able to share these things I'm learning is going to help people to be able to, like, hmm. I mean, at the very least, like, stop and think about it, right? Like you just did right now. (laughs) I couldn't even tell you, I think, what? You were the first one that brought up caffeine intake. Yeah. In general. And that just kind of got me started thinking about, like, oh. How much caffeine do I drink? Yeah, exactly. If if you can stop and be like, huh, wait, maybe I do do that too yeah. much, right? Right. Like that's that is all. I, that'd be so cool. Like it's so cool to me to like hear that because like it's something that matters to me because then I'm like, you know, that kind of goes back to the mental health thing, right? Because I think back and I'm like, okay, if if people are taking these drugs or whatever for actual mental health symptoms, right? But then we're taking a stimulant that literally affects the brain to make you more active, right? And it's like legal right you can buy it at your your, your, like starbucks is a thing right like you can go to any gas station they have like whole walls of just products that have caffeine in it right if we're ingesting that every day and it's affecting your brain in any way you're like hmm that really like (laughs) like that should make you stop and think and be like what are we doing like we're conducting a societal level experiment of like pouring neurochemicals on our brain or at least affect them right that's weird yeah it's really weird (laughs) But it's just like one of those things that's slowly and slowly kind of changing. Yeah, it is. I think I think people are starting to realize things like, like books like the Why We Sleep that I shared with you and stuff. Like that book has literally changed the way I see the world. <laughs> yeah. Because like it's, I've prioritized sleep so much now. Like before, I was getting maybe six hours of sleep, six and a half hours of sleep on average. Sounds like why? Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I wasn't particularly tired, but then since then, I've been like really prioritizing it. You know, trying to be in a bed by eleven, reading at night, mm-hmm. like having this routine of like trying to be focused and pay attention to it, right? Because like in the book, they literally call it the best, the number one performance enhancing drug you can do for yourself. Sleep. Sleep. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It is so insane. Like, <laughs> Well, and you just genuinely, I think, are happier when yeah. you have sleep. Well, they talk about, like, all of the effects, like, hormone regulation. Like, mm-hmm. they talked about how sleep-deprived people, what will happen is your body craves higher carbohydrate processed foods. Really? And then, and utilizes fats and proteins less effectively. Wow. Yeah. 
So you wind up, and then and then your makes you fat. Yeah, and and what your body does is it'll target, it catabolizes yourself, so it attacks the muscles over fat when you're underslept. Really? Yeah, because your because your body's in like a stressed out state where it's like, oh, I think so. I think I need to be awake, or I think I need to be in this like semi like survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, we need a like better fuel source, so attack your muscles, and then you are so you're more likely to gain weight and lose muscle mass at the same time. Wow. Yeah, it's like crazy. And then there's like all this epigenetic stuff that happens where it like turns on gene triggers and whatever. Like it's really Look at that. I learned my one thing today. If I learned more than one thing today like <laughs> Yeah, probably did. You're right. You know, like when I just started thinking about it, I'm just like, "Holy crap." You know, and then we can go on the other side of it. It was like nutrition, right? Where you look at like what you eat, like like how you like the enzymes and minerals that we have in our body that affect like gut health. Mm-hmm. As like so, gut health is like one of those things where you—they call the stomach the second brain. Oh, really? Yeah. So, because there's so many, so there's like so many receptors and like triggers in there that like when you have certain nutrients, it turns on hormones and helps regulate yourself better. So that's why I have like that supplement, Athletic Greens, not a sponsor by the way. Um, that that like it covers all your bases because if you're having that, it, it winds up giving you that boost and levels your playing field just to say okay. Maybe I'm not going to eat that healthy today or whatever, but you have this thing to be able to, to be able to just cover your bases. Like, mm-hmm. I use eighty twenty as like one of my rules, the Pareto principle. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what is the what is the limited uh, limited effective dose limited limited effect uh, bleh, LDM or limited effective dose for anything, right? right, right. So like, how, what what can I do to work out that gives me. 80% of the benefit in the least amount of time. Right. Or what can I do in my diet that gives me the... Or you can look at it as from a time scale, too. So, like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy 80% of the time and then fuck off 20% of the time. Right. You know? And that's... I mean, this just makes it simple, right? Because you're not counting macros. You're not overcomplicating it. Right. <laughs> that's a good theory. I just... You know, it's and it's an economic term. It for... Yeah, it's an economic term, usually, for, like, quality processing and stuff like that. It's like... That from... Uh... Yeah. Quality. Yeah, we actually just talked about it. And I'm like, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for like at least a year now, where it's just like, all right, so I'm gonna just take my diet and be like, what is the the eight like eighty percent of the things I can do that is gonna make it easy for me? So like a lot of times that means like chipotle, but no rice. I get beans and fajitas and then veggies and like meat. Meat. Like it's, it's try to just limit the carbs or carb intake or substitute it with the beans because it's slow carb. Oh, beans are slow carb. Yeah, because it has more fiber. Oh. The, the important part about carbs is, is the fiber, because right. the because what'll happen is the the um, what is it called the the fiber is if you look at a graph of like the insulin right. like how the glucose is released in the body mm-hmm. if you have like say a can of coke your insulin spikes like like glucose spikes way up and then yeah. it trickles down quick yeah. so that's why you feel sleepy and groggy yeah, yeah. and all that stuff but if you have like a slow carb like beans it slowly releases that over time. Kind of like a capacitor is charging. Better. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of keep our engineering thing going on here. <laughs> so, like, that's better for your body because it's yeah. able to take the insulin and your, or the body is able to imp- introduce insulin to the bloodstream and shuttle that away and clear it out in a more effective way rather than spiking your blood sugar. All right. It's just healthier, basically. And, and then, yeah. So, then I just try to do that when I'm not working out. Like, post workout, you can kind of get away from carbs or get away from like having more carbs because you need it for muscle repair. Right. But, in general, like that's that's the way I look at it. Is just trying to substitute certain things and just take a more nuanced view. 
Yeah. It's simplifying. Crazy. Instead of thinking about, yeah, instead of thinking about, like, all right. So much about. <laughs> <laughs> eat. Yeah. So then instead of, like, going the route of, like, all right, I need my macros like this, yeah. like, fats are here, carbs yeah. are this, fats are this, like, that's just too... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's fine if that's like the way you want to do it but I just don't think you need to go that route if you're not an athlete like if you're not an athlete it's not necessary because that's the other part it's like okay athletes or whatever like they're this right. is their job to be as healthy as they can be right. but like as an as an average person I'm never going to be an athlete I know that for a fact but I <laughs> do CrossFit bro <laughs> but like I'm never going to be like at least you know anywhere close to championship status right. so what can I do that's going to get me as much benefit as possible while letting me enjoy life I was going to say you got you to gotta have that enjoyment yeah because like I still want to have a beer here and there because I love craft beer or maybe a glass of wine at dinner right like right. <laughs> whatever yeah. that is Fun. Or have a burger here and there, you know, go to Kuma's and have a fat burger that's about the size of my face. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I spend a lot of time thinking about a lot of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. Yeah, it's fun for me. Like, then being able to talk about it makes it even more fun. Yeah, and you, I mean, America, obviously, not all of America thinks about it. Yeah, no way. <laughs> that's why we're having problems now. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to take a mid road in some it's way. Like a whole new science. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> Just uh, trying to like get through to people because like, I think people get so locked in viewpoints, right? Right. Their, their team is here. Their team is here, and I'm holding my hands out to one side or the other. For those of you who can't see, <laughs> and like, you know, I, I just think if people talk to each other at the end of the day. Yeah. You'd be able to find a mid road way more often, way more often, right? Like just to right. kind of like continue the uh, the the nutrition side of things, right? You got right. those vegans or the the carnivores or whatever, like whatever diet you decide to choose. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, all it is is you both are trying to be healthier. It's just how you choose to be healthier. Right, it comes back to you being you. Yeah, You're like I think you can come at the end of the day and like if you really talk to someone, you'd be like, I respect you because you want to be a healthier person. It's just what you add on top of that because it comes religious in some way. One of the biggest skills is listening. Yeah. And that's really what I hope to get across from these things is this. Right. We're all the same. We're all just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Why not work together? Yep. Team humanity. That's what I've always written that in my, a lot of my posts. Okay. <laughs> all right, dude. That's been an hour and a half. Wow. That's a long time. That went by fast. <laughs> I told you. Holy Yep. But uh, thank you for having me out. Of course, dude. There's always room for round two. And as as before, we were setting back. this up. Uh, we'll try to get you and Wyatt on at the same time. Maybe D. Martin will come on at some point. That'd be cool. Uh, I'll send him this podcast. It's yeah, awesome. for sure. Yeah, he'll know. So you can give him my email or whatever. We can figure it out. Well, thank you. All right, man. I appreciate it. Till next time, everybody. Get off. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Feeding Curiosity. I hope you all learned something or at least got you thinking. If you want to dive in deeper, please head over to feedingcuriosity.net to find related links or just more podcasts and blogs that we posted there. On top of this, please consider subscribing to our newsletter to stay up to date on the latest happenings on the website. Thank you all for joining me one more time and we'll catch you all in the next episode. 